Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino 9, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, the champion, Jazzy Fiddle! Yeah, boy! Man, I never thought I'd ever call you that. That's right. The world has really let me down. So suck it, world. <laughs> uh, as always, our lovely producer in the tights over there, the Deadite Knight! Oh my god. <laughs> it has begun. It has begun. Switch apocalypse. <laughs> and let's not forget our video director, man in the booth, making us look good on Twitch, Cable2KX. What up, dude? All right. Welcome to episode 145 of the GameZilla podcast, brought to you by Detroit Beard Collective. It is so much more than a website. It is the greatest place in all the world to purchase beard care products. You can get yourself some beard shampoo. My beard smells better than every other beard on the planet because I shampooed up this morning. Except mine. Well, it smells equal because we both use our Detroit Beard Collector shampoo. Did you use yours? You didn't use yours. Fire. I, I ran out of shampoo. Well, you'll have Gotta to log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. Uh, get your beard shampoo. You can get your beard elixir to keep everything nice and soft. Your beard butter, a beard comb to. Uh, yours, yours is looking pretty good, so... Uh doing a good job keeping up. Grim, you got to comb more. Nah, nah. You got to comb more. I like yeah. the scruffy look. Tame it up. And uh, you can actually go ahead and get everything in a nice, convenient order package. A beard crate. Have it shipped right to your doorstep. So log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and place an order for your beard care needs today. And again, use the checkout code MCGAMING to save at DetroitBeardCollective.com. All right. Thanks thanks to uh, our sponsor. And I want to get right into We've had a interesting week, a, a busy week, and uh, a fun weekend, but... Jazzy, how you been? What's uh, what's up? Uh, save, am, save the big news <clears throat> for after this little intro, okay? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lead you into that one. Oh man! So just give me like the non-cool That's stuff. That's the only news that needs to be told. It's going to be told in its own tale. <clears throat> in a world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even start it like um, that for you. Just save it. <laughs> okay, okay. To be honest, I did a lot of uh, LCS watching this weekend, and. Uh, my boys, TSM, have climbed the ranks and tied the Cloud9 for first place. Kind of a, a little a twist a twist in the tale of events that is the LCS. How do you feel about this? <laughs> I want to know. Wait, are you uh, talking about the League Championship Series? Yeah. Wowee! I, uh, here's how I feel. <laughs> I feel sad. <laughs> I feel sad because for the one time where I, like, put my jersey on and and pumped my chest out and was like, Jazzy might be the league guy, but I'm going to go around and be like, yeah, Jazzy, my team's ahead of yours, blah, blah, blah. And now it's all gone to shit. To be fair, we we all have the same concern, 
that Phoenix One is going to pass us both Man. and just uh, leave us in the dust. They look that's too what it good. seems. It seems like what's happening. They, they beat you, too. and then they beat my team, and yeah, they will rise from the ashes and destroy us all. Mm. Phoenix One. <laughs> Okay. I, I can't even <laughs> I can't even name a single player on Phoenix One. Yes, you can. No, Wait, can't. you can't name a he single player. He just got traded to Phoenix One from Cloud Nine. That's, that's not fair. That okay. That's fair. He's Fine. on Phoenix Mios. One. Okay, no one cares about the Phoenix Suns. Okay, they're an irrelevant <laughs> franchise in the NBA. Let's move on. All right. What else have you been up to? Anything? Oh, Any gaming? Man. Any actual gaming? Did you play League? I I played a game. And I don't know if I want to tell you guys or not, because you're probably going to give me shit for it. Like, you'd, I, you'd give me shit for everything, so I'm just going to say it. My sister came over, and she's been super into Pokemon Go since day one. Gen 2 Pokemon came out. For all of you that don't know, they came out last Thursday, Friday, and uh, I got back into it. Her and I hopped in the old car, went around, and uh, were hunting some Pokemon. I would have to guess that like ninety percent of Pokemon Go players were like, "Wait, there's more Pokemon!" <laughs> like they they didn't even know there was a Gen two. Like what? There's more than hundred and fifty Pokemon. To be fair, I uh, I she really likes it, and it's a great bonding experience I like that, that I get to have with my sister. I like that. I will say this, and I don't want to call her out, but I'm going to call her out. She's like, I don't know who any of these Pokemon are, but. They're all really cute. That's because Gen 2's trash. Uh, had some good ones. It's got a lot of really forgettable Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. To the point where like, later on I was like, wait a second, this was a Gen 2 Pokemon? <laughs> I skipped over that one when I was catching them when I was 12, you know? Yeah. But that's what I did, aside from my uh, big news. Yeah, we'll get to that. Now, it, it was a good Pokemon Go weekend because it was unseasonably warm here in Michigan. Yeah, it, we had a great weekend. Great weather, but um, with that nice weather, what did you do with it? Did I night? I broke some bones and spilled some blood. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still, you know, after taking a month off, I'm still super hardcore back into Mortal Kombat X, and uh, I might have a new second. My main is Reptile. My Reptile game is the strongest, but my I, my number two has been Melina, and I think number two has been surpassed. I put a ton of time into Tremor this weekend, and I'm really feeling Tremor. And it's interesting because Melina is also a quick and nimble character like Reptile, where Tremor's the opposite. Yeah. He's a big brute. He's slower moving. He hits hard. So actually, you know, for my game, it's good to diversify a little bit and have a have a harder hitter. So a uh, ton of time playing Mortal Kombat this weekend. I, I, I didn't game a ton, but all, almost all of it was Mortal Kombat. So put a couple hours in that this weekend. How do you feel great. about Katana? I, I like Katana. Uh, she Pretty was sure I kicked your ass with her. You did. When we played Mortal Kombat 2 at the Glitch's house, you put some work in on me at, as Katana. You took down... Uh, yeah, was I playing as down. Raiden? You took me down as Raiden. Yeah. Um. So Katana was a character I didn't really like until the reboot. I, yeah. I enjoyed her Mortal Kombat 9, Mortal Kombat X. I've been yeah. liking Katana. I, uh, I don't like uh, Jazzy's resurgence of confidence here, so... <laughs> We but, gotta find something yeah. we can beat him down about yeah. throughout the show. It's gonna take a while once we uh, tell everybody the news. But Cable, <laughs> how the hell have you been? What's up? Uh, play some Overwatch, of course. Of course, still Overwatch. St- Cable. Yeah, still stuck in Platinum Hill. Um, I keep getting close to getting a diamond, and then I get stuck with a guy who wants to be on Hanzo main and get pissed at us because everyone's bitching at him. Then throw his alts just everywhere randomly. 
Yeah. 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 I don't even have. I don't have a detailed excuse. I just keep losing. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I've been playing a lot more as Roadhog and having a lot of fun with him. Yeah. <laughs> Hogging it up, man. Roadhog's great. He's got to get it in before they nerf the shit out oh, of him. Oh, yeah, they're going to nerf the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> My main getting nerfed. Yeah. There's no way that he should be able to headshot Zarya and one-shot kill her each time. It's just... I'll, I'll agree with that. I rarely have grievances against all of your hate on Roadhog, and like everyone's like, "Oh, he needs to be nerfed." I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably true." <laughs> I, okay, I am ter- I'm terrible at shooters. We all know it. I'm not shy about it. I can put in some work as Roadhog, which means he's overpowered. <laughs> if I can be successful, the character's flawed. Yeah. As long as the hook is, keeps being fixed, I'm happy because I'm starting to see where they actually fix the hook and hooks that I'm, I would normally get. I'm not getting, so I'm happy. No yeah. more hooks from Narnia. So I played some. Uh, I played some Overwatch. Tried to play some competitive, and went on like a four or five game winning streak, and was feeling really good. And then went on a four or five game losing streak, and then I was like, "Cool, I'm done." But um, season two is about, or is it three right now? Season three. two, three, season three, three is about to end here. So Tomorrow. today, today, today. Yeah. Well, depending on who's watching live or not, we get. I get it. I get it. But. Um, Besides that, I got some early access to Halo Wars 2. And if you're confused by that, it's a uh, it's an Xbox game, it's, which is a system that exists um, in Fairyland that Microsoft makes. You went to Fairyland without me? Yeah. And mm. so I Did dust- you bring me back any gumdrops? So I dusted off my Gears of War Xbox One beautiful system and turned it on thinking, okay, it's been a while since I played an RTS. Not that I want to play an RTS on a console, but I got the early access. I'm going to at least give this thing a try. I get in. The story is really interesting. The cutscenes are really pretty. And then the game starts. And I'm like, what the fuck? This looks like an Xbox 360 launch title. Like, it was ugly as hell. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm going to beat the first level so I can get the next cutscene because the story is really driving me. And I beat the first level. I'm like, and the cutscene was good. I beat the second level, and I go, yep, I'm done. Never playing this game ever again. Boxed it up. And um, it literally, at this point, has made me debate why I own an Xbox at this point. I, I, I just, I cannot even think of a game that's coming out other than Cuphead that I have any interest in putting time in on the Xbox. Now, given that I brought up a good point today, saying if you're, I'm not hating on the Xbox in the sense that if you only have Xbox, then yeah, you can play Destiny and Call of Duty and all those games that you like. But I play all that on the PS4. So I own an Xbox for exclusive games. That's why I have it. And their exclusive list is just, it's not there. It, it doesn't exist. So Scale, bu- oh. <laughs> Crack, oh, maybe not. <sighs> but, um, so I did put some time in that. If you're a if you're a Halo Wars fan, the story does seem pretty interesting. The gameplay is uh, it's just not fun. It just didn't feel good. Have you ever met someone who's like, yeah, man, what do you play? And they're like, yeah, man, Halo Wars. I mean, back when <laughs> back when the first one came out, like what eight years ago. <laughs> so a lot of people did play it, but I don't know. I just I was not I was not impressed by it at all. Um, and then I played uh my. I instead I played the Wii U. Oh yeah. man! I went and played the Wii U, and I was playing. 
I actually had never opened my Wind Waker HD copy, so I opened that up and was playing a little bit of Wind Waker, and then my Tokyo Mirage Session FE came in the mail, so I uh, also gave that a try, and that's a really cool game. Go, um, go, 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 go. What's that from? Greatest of all time. Goat. The Wii U. Oh, oh, the, the Wii U, yeah. The Wii U, it's the goat. It is the goat. It deserves uh, a special sound effect. Eh, I'll take it. There it is. Yeah. That, so that sound effect is actually the death of the Wii U, though. It, it sure is. So, yeah, I uh, got to play that. And then I restarted Axiom Verge because I found that uh, the platformer or, or Metroidvania-style games, if you are in the middle of them and you uh, wait wait, months and months between playing, you have a hard time figuring out what the fuck you're supposed to do. So I finally just said screw it, and I wiped my uh, Axiom Verge game, started fresh on the Vita, and been playing that on the go. And um, it's it's really good. I don't know if anybody ever knew this, but Axiom Verge is awesome. (laughs) Never heard that before from you ever. Never, yeah. One of my friends who doesn't listen to the podcast yet... uh, I, I I had met up with him and he's like, yeah, man, I download this really cool game. I know you like Metroid, so you might like it. it's called Axiom Verge. I was like, yeah, man, I've played it. He's like, yeah, but it's like like he was like explaining it to me after I told him that I own it. It was super funny. Um, but he was he, excited, man. He was just that that hyped up about Real it. Real hype, super excited. But let's get into what we get all hyped. did this weekend. That's right. We joined the Morelli Game Tournament 2017! Alright, so... The Glitch himself puts on one hell of an event at his place. He, uh... Last year had about 16 to 18 people show up for his retro video game tournament. This year he had over 40. That's a pretty good growth there. Eh, so... Decent. He invited us uh, back at the After Dark event at the Michigan Science Center, and we uh, we were like, okay, let, let's go check this out. We head on over there as a po- ring a whole like posse, right? We got Jazzy, myself, the Deadite Knight. We got Gangster Ass Rick. We got Button Masher Caleb. Am I missing anybody? Oh, I am. Chops. We rolled into that bitch like we were gonna own it. And that's when we started seeing people playing these retro games, beating Contra in 15 minutes, and I'm like, we ain't gonna own shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got real worried. So, we're hanging out. Retro they, video games. They got what is that? food everywhere. They got, oh, hey, lean out, lean out of the way. Just lean. No, lean. no, that, that could spoil the story. Oh, there it is. What's that? What's Ow. that in your hand? Oh, Ow. spoiling the story <laughs> for but, anyone watching. All right. So. The tournament starts, they pick three games that we, everybody plays. We play Silent Scope 6, we play Sonic the Hedgehog, and DDR. And I'm like, oh dear god. Captain so, Jax, dream a dream. That's right. So DD- Oh man, if only I had that. <laughs> had that right. Wait, let me, let me just, yeah. just give me a Yeah, you keep looking on that while, yeah. while I explain this. Uh, DDR was high score, the um, Super Scope 6 was high score, and Sonic was a speed run through the first level. And basically, everybody that entered the tournament, played all three of those, fell into a list, and they picked the top eight to move on to the bracket tournament that you keep uh, keep flashing here on the Twitch channel, uh, the, the bracket. So, oh my God, there it is. Track in. 
This is don't don't tap your foot. Don't tap. I your gotta foot. I gotta dance, baby. It sounds terrible dance, on the baby. podcast. Whatever. They love it. That's dancing. You see that right there? <laughs> no, that's having a seizure. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. <laughs> this song right here. Almost killed me. I just want everybody to know that. But Jazzy did very well. He really showed us that he has rhythm and some skill. Mm -hmm. And it was the start of the night where I was like, all right, Jazzy. Okay. So then we hop on to Sonic, and he uh, he ties for, for the best best speed time. No, I was one six, second late. Oh, you were 33, yeah, 33 seconds. seconds. Sorry. I'm like, man, Jazzy. Okay. And then he picks up the Super Scope, and he puts up impressive numbers there, leading, leading the group for a while. And uh, needless to say, Jazzy goes into the top, goes into the bracket as number one seed. Number one seed, baby. So who who gets drawn to go round one against Jazzy? Our Chops. own boy Chaps. And uh, this is where the story the, turns dark. Yeah. So we played those three games. Well, once the bracket starts, you pick other games, right? Yep. So I make it in as the seventh seed. And we're all on the left side. I'm yep. playing against you know someone I don't know, but you guys are going up against each other. First round, what game is it, Jazzy? Uh, they popped it in. They turned the power button on, and all I could hear was Doctor Mario. Oh, snap! Which, if you don't know, Jazzy. Um, it's the game. If there's any game that said Jazzy, you have to be yeah. able to beat somebody in it. Otherwise, you lose your life. If there was an Olympic <laughs> was, sport of Dr. Mario, I would be a gold medalist. He Olympian. would pick it. He would pick it 100%. So, he destroys Chops in about 15 seconds, <laughs> which it we all knew was bad. coming. Yeah. <laughs> then I get up to play, and I move on only because the other guy is worse than I am, and we basically are both losing. He just lost faster than I did. So I'm like, all right, cool. I made it on to the next round. I get to face Jazzy. It's the twins facing off, and we don't have to worry about it being Dr. Mario, thank God. So what do they pull? Street Fighter 2. And, and I get all excited. I'm like, Street Fighter 2, all right, I can play this. I can play this. Yep. To the point where I'm, like, coaching Jazzy up. I'm like, yeah. listen, man, yeah. he's going to Hadouken spam you. Yeah. Like, yep. you, you know, we got to we gotta work a strategy around that. So... So he I came up with the, Honda. Ult the ultimate strategy. It's, there's no strategy. Honda. <laughs> he picked the trashiest character <laughs> of all in that game. Grim is just salty. And I give him, I'm not salty at all. No, I give him all the credit in the world because he kicked my ass. Yeah. And the second he picked the Honda, I just was ready. I pretty much was ready to put my controller down. I'm Counter like, logic gaming, baby. Yeah. I, I was like, yep. I um I'm doomed. There's no there's no way I win this because the second he gets that you know thousand hand smack or whatever I'm screwed. Dude, it's way too powerful. Yeah, he just it would melted. Like, yeah. yeah, melted. So I uh, I lost. Puts me into the third third place match, and Jazzy Total moves ball. on. Yeah, Jazzy moves on to the championship round. The third round match goes first, and it is Blitz for the N64. NFL Blitz for the N64. I'm like, okay, I used to play this. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that the guy going up against me was the was fucking pro at <laughs> N64 Blitz and basically opened up like a 21 nothing lead. And that's when I finally started to at least play. Uh, and I ended up losing, I think it was like 42 to 28. So it wasn't a good yeah, game. It a piece, pretty decent comeback. I finished in fourth place. 
And I was still pretty happy with my showing. I, I My goal was to make the final eight, and I, I got down to the final four, so I'm pretty happy. Then Jazzy comes up, and I'm like, all right, Jazzy's in trouble too because I know he's not a Blitz player yeah. Played it before, but yeah. not a player. He's in that same mode as I am. Like, it's going to be rusty, right? Mm-hmm. And, man, it was... <laughs> Rusty the strangest rusty. game I've ever watched of NFL Blitz in the history of ev- every game I've ever seen. When when playing Blitz, there's like unwritten rules. Like you never punt, you never go for a field goal, and you just score, 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 score until it's like 63 to 51, and that's how the game ends somehow. <laughs> yep. Not today. No. Somehow we saw the first ever defensive stand. That's right, baby. It was offense like, wins the game, but defense wins the championship. It was a hard nosed blitz battle. What? Anyways, congratulations, Jazzy <laughs> pulled it off. There may have been a few few field goals. There may have been may some kick a field goal in the NFL few, blitz. There may it's have been possible. a couple. Fumbleceptions. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what that is, but let's just say it the, happened. The ball was a fumble, and then the screen just yelled yeah. interception, and then Jazzy people had the ball. were getting dizzy from the screen flipping. Yeah. So, nonetheless, Jazzy won pretty, pretty, uh, pretty easily. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty good first half, yeah, he, and then I broke it open. Yeah, in you the broke third. it open and you pulled away. So, congratulations. We got. We have photos going up on social media on Facebook at Motor City Gaming, Instagram, Motor City Gaming, um, of Jazzy holding his trophy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never in I never thought that night going to a retro gaming tournament that you would be walking away yeah. with the gold trophy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I walked in there and I had the same mentality that you did. I was like, man, I want to show up. I want to re- I want to represent the Gamezilla podcast and, and MCG, and I want to at least do well. Like I want to perform well. It, by no means am I like gonna take this tournament. And then I was looking at them and I was like, Sonic One. All right, that's my jam. I can get to that. Super Scope. Never played it before. I was fortunate enough to have my pal here. Oh, God, don't do it. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. It's cool. It's cool, guys. It's cool. Don't say guys. I left it out, man. I left it out. Okay, so so they have this this great tale of glory at how they did at the Glitches video game tournament. My tale is a more humble story. A more pathetic story. So, you know, we're going through playing these qualifying rounds. And uh, and the glitch is like, all right, up first on Super Scope, Ethan. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. Okay, I played Super Scope one time like two years ago here at the studio. And, you know, I, I grab it. Uh, I start playing, you know, the first level. I miss a couple rockets, and all of a sudden I died, which I didn't know you could do. <laughs> I did not realize that death was a thing, so I scored seven thousand points. <laughs> just to just to give you a uh, a range, I scored one hundred seventeen thousand five hundred points. Correct. So <laughs> so I ended up having the third worst score on Super Scope. Things are already not looking well for me making the tournament. So then after that, it's like, okay, well now's my turn to play DDR. I don't know what happened, um, other than the fact that my brain doesn't work that way. 
People thought I was super drunk. That's how bad I did at DDR. I believe I had the worst DDR score out of all 21 participants in the tournament. Yes. So not only do I have the third worst score in Super Scope, I then had the worst DDR score. Then it's my turn to do Sonic. I go, well, I'm not going to make the tournament. That's okay. But let me try and show up at Sonic and then give myself some coins. Had the second best time in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Yeah. So, so someone I actually got it. 31 seconds? Someone had to. Someone had more points than me. Okay. Someone had more points from Sonic. So I had the second best score in Sonic. So what place that got me again? Top eight were the tournament. I got ninth place. Yeah. Just because of my oh. Sonic score. So mm-hmm. uh, so I, I at least was proud that I did well at something after completely defecating myself at the other two. Yeah. And bringing shame to Gamezilla with my sheer defecation. I mean, that was that was my story until the I got to play uh, Super Scope. I I choked on Sonic, and I had my whole game plan of how I was gonna race that level, and I fell and had to go the low route, and it just I messed up. So that was already bad. And DDR, I don't play DDR, so I knew I wasn't going to. I was gonna fall somewhere in the low to mid zone. And then I came and and basically thought I had won the Super Scope. I I had almost a perfect score. 120,000 is a perfect score on the levels that he had us play. And I had 117,500 until the very last guy to go at Super Scope pulls 120,000 knocks me out of first. And I go, that might have been... Those points were so precious to me mm-hmm. that it might have knocked me out. And I still I still squeaked in at 7th. But I might have been able to pull a better seed and stay away from Jazzy until Blitz, and then that would have been even better is facing off against Jazzy in the championship, but it didn't yep. work out that way. Yeah. It was a great time though, so we want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much to the glitch. Um, he right now he has been throwing these on every once a year. He has talked about maybe doing it uh, multiple twice a year, but um, it's it's usually open door policy. Like he likes to let his guests invite people. Again, we got to about forty people, and it was that that whole facility. His house was full, man. It, it felt felt great. Everybody was having a good time, and um, you know, I just want to say thanks again for for the event. It was a it was a fantastic time. A lot of fun. All right. So, with that being said, we need to get into uh, some news. We have a long list of news, so let's get into it and get started. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right, we got 12 stories, so stick with me, boys, because I'm going to be moving fast. Some of these I don't even want you to talk because I don't give a shit what you think. So there we go. First up, Square Enix considering Final Fantasy XIV for the Nintendo Switch. At their event, uh, the Fan Festival in Frankfurt, they brought up the fact that they're trying to bring their MMORPG to as many platforms as possible, and the Switch is one they are looking at. Jazzy, you being a WoW player, what do you think about an MMORPG on the go on a handheld console? I think it's I think it's a cool idea. I like the idea. 
I don't know how I feel about Final Fantasy. Well, I know that you're not a fan of this of this uh, MMO. I will say I've never really played this MMO much. It's been one that I've always wanted to try, and the idea that it could be on the Switch and go with me, this might be the platform that I actually give it a go. Fair. We're not going to ask Deadite because he doesn't like Final Fantasy. Moving on. Street Fighter... <laughs> That's a perfect sound effect for both things I was about to say. I know, transitional sound. <laughs> Street Fighter on the Switch has a first-person Hadouken mode. Yeah, that's right, boys. It's pretty stupid, so. <laughs> Capcom has pulled back the curtain on the first-person mode in Ultra Street Fighter 2. The new mode is called Way of the Hadou. And it includes beginner and hard difficulty settings, as well as an endless mode where Shadowloo soldiers continue to appear until you have been KO'd. It's not just throwing fireballs, either. Shoryukens and... I, I don't even know this other one... can also be pulled off in this mode. The original story, along with uh, the new images from Capcom, can be found on our social media, Motor City Gaming. So so I haven't looked at any of the footage. Is this Does this play like a rail shooter, or what's it like? It's, um, yeah, I guess it's very rail shootery, and you don't move, like, like almost not even rail shootery, because you don't move a whole lot. I feel like it looks it's, like the bad guys come to you, and you just have to time when you Hadouken them. It's like an yeah. app game. Yeah, yeah. It is very, it's real bad yeah. looking. And you hold the Joy-Cons, and you actually, um, and this hasn't been 100% confirmed, but from, from what people are seeing, you actually do the motions. So, you actually Hadouken to, uh, to make it happen so this is one of those like hey we have uh, motion control controllers so use them in this one mode but then everything else just play normal because that's how we all like to play video games I don't know it's something interesting that they threw into the game it's a, you know switch exclusive and I'm sure I will try it once when I get the game and then I'll probably never do it again so tell me how that goes I will um, the next news story is Nintendo says 2D Zelda on Switch is definitely a possibility. So, in the past, um, Nintendo has had two different developers. They've had a 3DS team and they've had a Wii U team, let's say, right? And they never really um, worked together. So, you had a lot of the 2D that you found on the 3DS and then 3D World uh, that you found on the Wii or the Wii U. Um, moving forward, because this is a hybrid system, the Nintendo came out to say it is actually, like, they actually didn't say it could happen. They said it, it is happening. Like, the teams are working together and we could see a 2D um, Zelda game on the Switch eventually. They even mentioned something like maybe a Triforce Heroes style um, cooperative because how co because of the Switch having the local multiplayer functionality. Something like, hey, get three buddies together and play this Zelda, t you know, the Zelda game together uh, would would make a lot of sense. So that's pretty cool. I love. I mean, some of the 2D Zelda games are just fantastic. So. Moving on, sticking with Zelda, let's let's talk a little bit, and this is one that Deadite really wanted to focus on today. Zelda Season Pass. We're going to hit a few topics here, but I'm going to just uh, suggest that there's more DLC in Nintendo's future, but let's just focus on Zelda today. Nintendo made an announcement for an expansion pass that will unlock additional content in the company's anticipated Switch game, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 
Yes, even the seemingly sacred Nintendo <laughs> is selling season pass content that will be released in two waves. So, purchasing the expansion will unlock three extra treasure chests in the game's Great Plateau area. One of them has a shirt with a Switch logo Link can wear during his adventure. The first DLC pack coming this summer will feature a Cave of Trials challenge, access to hard mode, and a new feature for in-game map. The second pack will be released during holiday 2017 and include a new dungeon, a new original story, and additional challenges. Nintendo intends to sell the content as part of an expansion pass only, so you're either paying $20 for all of it or will get none of it at all. So, people are losing their minds over this. This is what we were talking about earlier. People are losing their minds because this has never been done. Red alert. Massive butthurt. Critical damage detected. That's good. That's good. This might have been the best time. That's the best use of it ever. Best use we've ever had of it. A lot of butthurt uh, fanboys, and I I don't get it because everyone complains incessantly about Nintendo needs to get with the times, Nintendo needs to do this, Nintendo needs to do that. So they roll out DLC on the most anticipated game of the last five years of Nintendo, and then when they announce DLC, more content for people are like, I'm not paying for that. Why? Why are people going nuts about the idea of being asked to pay more for expansion? Yeah, and so let's let's make some coming from Nintendo. This is from Nintendo's mouth. If they're lying to us, we can't we don't know. But this is what they're saying. This content is new content after they finish the entire game. They are not chopping up the original game. Bungie and selling off parts of it down the road Destiny but they are actually adding to the game Witcher 3 style and giving you more content so that your Zelda game after you put 100 hours into it you're going to be able to sit there and say oh the new the new expansion is coming out I can play more Zelda instead of playing Zelda setting it on your shelf for you know a few years and then being like oh, I want to go back and play Twilight Princess again because I don't remember it like you're gonna they're giving you more value and if you don't like that then I don't I don't know what your problem is now my problem with this is that you're making it a twenty dollar purchase you're and it's two packs and the front half of it the first DLC zone is quite weak I do not I think the shirt is it's just stupid. Like, I, I, I don't care, like, gimmicky, right? And then the uh, challenge mode, the cave challenge, that's that's the only piece of DLC I really feel is in this thing. Because when you say a hard mode, <laughs> I'm like, wait, time out. If I beat this game, you're telling me that I don't unlock the hard mode, I have to buy the hard mode? Yes. And that part, maybe, and I know, I know Dead Eye has a point to this, but they haven't explained it, so... With what I have, I'm just concerned that if it's just a hard mode, that should be free. <laughs> now, Deadite, go ahead and explain your piece. Agreed. If it is just they level up the enemies or something along those lines to make it more difficult, I agree. That should have been free. But, and this is fingers crossed, I have no reason to think that it is like this, but we can hope. If it's 
Master Quest style, where maybe they reshuffle some of the dungeons, some of the areas, make the puzzle, change the puzzles up. If it is a hard mode in that vein, or even similar to the original game, where when you could type in Zelda, you could play the second quest for your name. If it's like that, they move things around, they make it a little harder. Well, then awesome. I think yeah. that's worth paying for at that point. Yeah, and that's and that at that point, yes, it's just again with with how they have been so basic with their explanation of it it's it's just seem, no wonder people are kind of getting upset now the people losing their minds just need to chill out like if you if you're paying 60 bucks for a game and you're telling me you haven't dropped an additional 20 on a game in the past then i don't i don't know what rock you've been living under but i just dropped 50 bucks on overwatch skins <laughs> like i i'll happily give 20 bucks knowing that my zelda game is going to be getting additional content for the rest of 2017. Also, so a couple more things than that. A lot of people are complaining about the launch lineup or the you know the first year of the Switch. Well, this takes their marquee title for the first year and gives you more of it. So right there, that's added value to what's going on with the Switch. And oh, what was my other point? I've already derailed myself. I got so like lasered into that. Absolutely. I have uh, something too. Yeah, I heard go. that the the hard mode is going to be like. The Witcher, like hard mode plus, not really. You're gonna have the hard mode, but it's gonna be like on top, of, like the Witcher, make it harder. So if you get one tap by low level enemies, you're just done. So like a like a like a Dark Souls, like, yeah, like a Dark Souls, a Dark Souls Zelda, basically. So okay, I remember my other point. My other point was literally two months ago, we all thought that if we were lucky, Zelda would be out in June or July. So we know that this was a game that they had to finish, lock in, and go. We know that they didn't have time to make more of this stuff. It just, the time wasn't there. So I do actually believe them that this is post-completion content that they're adding. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. I think I think there's some merit behind that based on the timeline in which this game was finished. Knowing, knowing the how I enjoy DLC and how I've bought every like exam and I make fun of destiny and Bungie, but I've bought every DLC that, that, that Bungie has put out for destiny. I, you know, I buy DLC across many of my games. If it looks like it's going to add to my experience and this, and I'm happy to see Nintendo considering this route that they've, they've dabbled with a little bit with Splatoon, right? They've given us free DLC. And then they dabbled a little bit with Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U where you could buy extra riders and extra tracks. So, like, I'm happy to see them take that next step and really start to be like, we're going to support our games well after they come out, which gives me super excited. Like, what could they do with Smash Brothers? What could they do with some of these games that have such a long lifespan but never... You know, and and the last Smash Brothers got new characters and stuff, right? But yeah, um, more replayable characters. Yeah, I want to see it go to that next level and and see what Nintendo really can do to s continuously support some of their bigger games. I have a question because I didn't get the answer in this article, and I didn't feel like searching. <laughs> Okay. So, Fair. thank you for your honesty. Yeah, I'm lazy like, as shit, so yeah. I want you to tell me. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to ask these guys because it wasn't something that interests me enough to have to search for it on my own. Yeah. So, the game is going to be cartridge-based, so you have to have the cartridge in your system in order to play it because there's not a lot of memory on the Switch. Well, you don't have to. You can digitally buy it. So, 
if I don't have like this DLC, is that going to be a a memory chomp? Like, is it gonna is it? Am I gonna have to go out and purchase extra memory for the system to play the Zelda DLC? If you buy a Switch and you don't go out and buy an SD uh, micro card, then you're already hurt. You're already dumb. You already shouldn't have bought the system. Like it's got 32 gigs on it, and um, just to give you an example, it's been confirmed now that the Legend of Zelda, if you were to digitally download it, is like 14 and a half gigs. So the DLC is going to be a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. So technically, the 32 gigs that come with your system should be able to support the DLC and Zelda. But but beyond that, you know, you buy another another AAA game. You need yeah. you need memory now. That's all I wanted. I just didn't know if it was something like if there were fans out there that want to get the DLC for the Zelda. If getting a memory card is is a must have for. I I think for just about any launch. Switch owner, a memory a card's must a yeah. must. I mean, plus memory is so ch- micro SD cards are so cheap. Like, get one and and you're set to go. Yeah, I had a, I have a spare 32 gig laying around the house that I'm just gonna use until I fill it up. And that's, you know, at that point, maybe I can find a good deal on one. But at least for starters, I'm not buying a ton of titles at the beginning. Right. So I'm going to start with 64 gigs and roll the dice. And when that fills up, that's when I'll buy 128 gig, you know? Speaking of internal memory and why it's important to you, Nintendo Switch eShop purchases will be tied to the user account. This is fantastic news. Um, on our current Nintendo systems, if you are unaware, if you buy a digital game for a console, it stays there and it cannot be recovered if you want to download it on another system. And according to Nintendo Life, a statement in the Wii, uh, in the Switch UI suggests this will no longer be the case when the Switch launches. So, our purchases are going to be tied to our user, which is also why we moved away from uh, Nintendo Club, right? And we moved and switched over to their their new platform, uh, which also the is it called Nintendo Life now? Something like that. I forgot what they actually called it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I I know there's like the there's the Nintendo Network account, and then there's your Nintendo ID account. Yeah, like there's two. Cause well, like, the new website is uh, just got a huge facelift uh, today. Yeah, so they're 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 amping up and getting ready, and your uh, purchases are going to be tied to the Switch, which also you're going to have allowed up to eight users uh, be able to log into your Switch. So. That's also the next question now is that since it's tying to the user, if I log into my Switch and buy Metroid Fusion, happy Metroid Monday! Ooh! Yeah, you didn't hear that. I was going to surprise you with it. I hate you. Ooh. <laughs> Ethan, I, uh, I appreciated that. I might have got a little, uh, little turned down there. Yeah. Anyways, um... My question, though, is if Jazzy was to, say, sign into my Switch and that is saved on my memory, does that mean he can't play it because it's a different user? You know, because right now we can set up a PS4 as a primary, right? And we can have a secondary PS4 that can use the content uh, from the other from the other um, PS4 account. But I'm just curious if, um, if yeah, that's going to be That's one person, a, though. So do, yeah. do we get that one person leeway yeah so that's what i wondered i'm you know for me it's not a big deal uh i guess it's a little bit of a deal if my wife wants to play it and she has yeah. her own account you know how's that going to affect us that i don't think we have an answer for yet but nonetheless really good news 
everything I'm going to buy is going to get tied to my account and it's going to travel with me. And that is, uh, ref- you know, they needed to get on the whole PSN Xbox Live bandwagon here and and jump into uh, this century of how how we're doing our digital purchasing. Did I anything on that one? Are you excited? It's fantastic. So if I got to the point where I bought a second Switch, so I have one and my wife has one, I know I can log into my account and download the games. You know, presumably can do things like that. Or if you know my Switch uh, gets murdered in a flood by water, I can buy I can buy one since tied to my account, re- recover my information. So I'm I'm excited that Nintendo like that was one of the big grievances people have had with Nintendo up to this point is that their account system was archaic. So like you said, welcome welcome to modern times. So it's nice to see Nintendo making those strides. Absolutely. I um I want to move into the Wait, can of, you say you want to switch? I want to switch into some of the negative news going around the switch right now. Not necessarily the system itself, but we last week saw a leaked video of an unboxing of this switch that accidentally ended up in somebody's hands. And they opened the box and showed it off, and they showed the UI. Uh, their their story was simply a retailer accidentally sent it to me. Right? No. Yeah, and so what a lucky yeah, guy! I don't. Wow. I I don't want to give this uh, person any platform, so we're not even gonna we're not gonna use their name because this is how much this is how pissed off I am about that this. guy. Ass clown one. Ass clown one. Ooh, I like yeah, it. there we go. So ass clown one got this. Put it up on online. Got a bunch of companies to you know to beg him to uh, vi- get, get the video and put it up on their websites. And according to Nintendo, early Switch systems in the wild were stolen by employees of a distributor in the United States and illegally resold. Straight token. So a Nintendo representative provided the following statement. Earlier this week, individuals claimed to prematurely purchase a small number of Nintendo Switch systems from an unspecified retailer. Nintendo has determined these units were stolen in an isolated incident by employees of a U.S. distributor, with one system being illegally resold. The individuals involved have been identified, terminated from their place of employment, and are under investigation by local law enforcement authorities on criminal charges. It's a $300 video game system. You just ruined your life. It's See, these people are idiots. Nintendo will shut down a 12-year-old kid's YouTube channel for violating policies that they have in place. If they're they will cream. throw you in prison for life. They will somehow get you the electric chair yeah. for leaking their system early. You better watch out because Reggie will beat you up with brass knuckles himself. If your ice cream just happens to look like a Bulbasaur, they will rip it from your hands and smash it into the ground and laugh at you while you cry. That is the big end that we know. They're ruthless. Absolutely. So, (laughs) we all know the Nintendo Switch launches March 3rd this year. We're only a few weeks away. Not even a few weeks. We're 10, 11 days away. And uh, we look forward to everything that we're going to be able to, to... enjoy with it but I'm pissed here's why I'm mad yeah these people did this and, and it happens a lot with with hot you know big ticketed items that are that are sought after but this particular what do we call him what's his name uh, ask clown, clown one. one ask clown one posted you know who you are posted online I'm not even gonna tell him where they posted because it, it gives it gives him gives him platform posted online and uh, reveals the switch 
uh, from its startup out of the box through the process of creating an account uh, on the system and scanning through system settings. And by doing this, we got to see things like theme, being able to go from you know a white theme, a black theme, and there's rumors of being able to have uh, colored themes, and then the picking icons. And, of course, I was happy when I saw a Samus icon. Fans of the GameZilla podcast quickly in the Discord chat said, hey, there's already more. There's already more Metroid in this system than there is in Metroid Federation Forces. So <laughs> I was like, oh, "You're actually fact. correct." I called dibs on Samus. Jay can't use Samus. Damn it! Yes, called it. It's okay, hell of a system before I have mine. Yeah. So. but the UI looked really <laughs> slick. It, yeah. it looked fast. The, the the touch sensitive aspects of it seemed really. You know, smooth. I I was like, okay, you couldn't do a whole lot with the thing because there's no games out. There's no like, you know, you just you went through the basics and that was the video. But here's where the problem comes in. This this ass hat decided to clown. ass clown. Yeah, he's an ass hat ass clown. Decided to make you know get this because it was accidentally sent to him by a retailer. Right? Wrong. Wrong. He bought it from these assholes that stole it. Then he made this video. Okay, the guy's a Super Nintendo fan. He just had to get a hold of one. He had extra money. Okay, whatever. Wrong. We've all bought things on the black market. Yeah. I mean, where do you think my liver came from? But <laughs> here's where it gets shitty. Turns out this asshole didn't even want the Switch. He just wanted the 15 minutes of fame because he goes and puts it up on Reddit with no price just saying, hey, I got a Switch for sale. Make me an offer. Thankfully, someone goes ahead and makes it known to Nintendo that this is going on. And Nintendo basically says, here's the deal, buddy. Everybody else is going under with criminal charges. You can give us the Switch back. And we won't press charges on you. And so that's what happened. I'm pissed because I think this person should go through the same thing that the other people are doing with losing your job. I mean, I, 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 don't, I guess maybe not losing your job if it didn't, re- didn't involve your job. But criminal charges. Ugh. I, I hate people that try to ruin things for, for everybody. Like, don't be that asshole that's trying to, you know, here we are making a podcast. We're 145 episodes in, and let's just be honest right now. Let me fucking bring up Twitch real quick, because I'm getting pissed off. Alright, we're on Twitch right now, and we got three fucking viewers. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. But you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna go possibly ruin my fucking life to go get illegally obtain something so that hopefully I get millions of views and then when I'm found out by everybody uh, no one's going to trust me and no one's going to respect me anymore in the industry or the community that I've been part of. So congratulations you fucked everything up you look like an asshat and I have no no sympathy for you and that's it. I don't. I got nothing else I'm. I, what do you guys have to say about this? It's stupid I don't understand how Nintendo didn't catch them earlier. Normally, like, you fart and it sounds like a Mario collecting a coin and they're all over your ass. Like, how do they, like... I mean, I guess I can maybe understand how they're, like, probably super busy in the fact that this is launching in T-minus, what, like, less than a week and a half now? 
Can I read you a quote real quick? <clears throat> yes. I want you to react to this quote. Okay. It's from Asshat himself. It isn't like I grabbed it off the back of a truck or anything. Yes, I you just, did. I just happened to get lucky because unnamed store decided to ship early for whatever reason. No. Lies. No. Wrong. You're a nasty person. That's called covering your ass. Okay. Yeah. 100% covering your ass. You are, so. you are a piece of work. Ugh. Garbage. Pure yeah. garbage. I mean, with this being so, I I don't want to I don't want to be that like the spoiler and like hoping for this because I really don't. I really want the switch to do well, but I was almost like <laughs> expecting this to happen. I was expecting somebody to get some sort of hands on it early and try to ruin it for everybody because it's such a big thing to everybody and it's such big news in the world right now that. I knew there's going to be that one asshole that was going to try to do something to ruin it for people. Yeah, I mean, you usually have that person, right? I mean, it usually leaks out. It's usually though some like rogue, you know, rogue like journalist or something like that right. that just decides to go off. But this is just, just no, this is this just is worse. This is a guy that knew somebody who convinced that that buddy of theirs to do something stupid, and they were like, "Oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea," yeah. and then. Well, speaking of leaks, developer documents have revealed specs and more of the Nintendo Switch. So let's talk a little bit, um, but I want to lay out the guidelines that these spec sheets are based off of the test system, the, the dev kit. The NX. Yeah, back when it was still called the NX. So this is based off of a dev kit. The actual specs could have could have changed, but we are looking at the console CPU appears to be a quad-core ARM Cortex-A57 with a maximum speed of 2 gigahertz. While the GPU is a Maxwell-based NVIDIA chip, it's not NVIDIA's new uh, Pascal architecture, so it's their it's their previous gen, and it's a uh, a maximum of a one gigahertz maximum speed and one teraflop of processing power. This does line up with the Digital Foundry report uh, from last year when they were rumoring that they had some information. The console apparently also features four gigs of RAM shared with virtual RAM, uh, and the maximum size of the Switch cartridge is of the cartridge is 32 gigs. So these uh, these cartridges that we're buying are also 32 gig cartridges, so that's interesting. But the um, the other things that these uh, documents bring out is the console's home menu theme can be black or white, which we talked about, uh, but more colors may be added. Holding the home button will open a quick settings page, including commonly used controls like brightness levels or in uh, in flight game you know modes, airplane mode. And then, in um, what are you doing? Doing hand <laughs> motions. Hand I'm motions doing uh, a very weak form of sign language <laughs> that, to anyone yeah. that's watching. Okay, that can't got it. All right. So that was an airplane. Yeah. We had airplane mode. We had 32 gigs. That crashed. We had one teraflop. In we had four gigs of RAM. Yeah. In handheld mode, the we game will have an un. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. What other si What other signs did I bust out, Jesse? <laughs> I just got teachered. I just got teachered. Like, let me know when you're ready for me to go on and teach the class. And then you tried to drag me in. I'm no. You were supposed to have my back, Jazzy. You were supposed to have my back. You were encouraging my tomfoolery, and when I got caught by the teacher, you left me out to dry. You're a bad friend, Jazzy. Continue. I'm waiting for the right person. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted the podcast with my tomfoolery in the stream. That's not what I asked. 
<laughs> Please continue. Oh, there it is. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jazzy. And then, <laughs> I fucking hate him. What did you do that for? Like, that was so dumb. I loved it. In handheld mode, the game will have an unlock feature to stop the console turning uh, on accidentally. It's unlocked by pressing the same button or tapping the touch screen three times. Screenshots will be saved as two, uh, 1280 by 720 JPEGs, even uh, when taken in higher resolution TV mode. Screenshots can have text added to them afterwards. Nintendo's internal estimate for regular battery life is three hours, and the console's on-screen keyboard features predictive text functions. So uh, learning from your usage. Up to eight users, can, which we talked about, can uh, be saved to a single switch. User accounts can be tailored to the games using them. For instance, a party game might require no one to be signed in, while a ranked fighting game would. And uh, there is currently no support for paid for in-game currency items, although this may have been at the time of the document being written, so that may not be true anymore. Um, and then they also proved that the Switch dev kits do indeed have twice the internal memory of the retail units. So we're looking at four gigs in the retail, meaning the dev kits were using eight. So probably because you're running extra tool sets on these devices. But yeah, so um, they showed some pictures of the logic board. It's super small. And the, the big comment was is that there had to be some very impressive engineering to create this device. You, know, you see the NVIDIA chip. And the cool thing about the NVIDIA chip that they showed is it is technically an update of their, um, their GPU because the model number that they said it was going to be, it's one higher. So they don't, we don't know what that means as far as additional power, um, more more efficient, so maybe better battery life than we thought, but there, it, that chip is technically a little bit uh, different than what we expected. And then the battery, uh, <laughs> here's the interesting piece, which Deadite and I talked about this, It pro the deal was probably made before this catastrophe, but the battery is made by the same company that made these Samsung batteries. As some of our fans have said on social media, Nintendo knows how to make their system hot. <laughs> so um, this 4,200 milliamp battery is made by the same company that decided to make batteries that blow up for Samsung. So hopefully we don't run into that problem. And again, I'm sure this contract or this deal was made prior to when all these reports of the Samsung phone started happening. Um, so it's unfortunate. But again, hopefully we don't have any problems. But if I am going to die, why as well be with my Switch in my hands? This is true. This is very true. All right. And then the last piece of Switch news. FIFA 18 on the Switch shown off for the first time. Here's a game that we have all been pretty hard on, mainly because we haven't seen anything. And we have heard rumors that it was a poor and that it was going to be horrible and... You know, and, and the real reason why this was a problem is because it was an EA product. It was a third-party product, and we were sitting here like, well, that's not really support. That's not really third-party support if you're just going to regurgitate something and throw it on the Switch. Yep. The good news is it turns out we were wrong. Uh, a 15-second video has been, has been found, uh, and in it, we can see that this game is a special version made for the switch so 
EA recently confirmed that FIFA on Switch will be a full numbered entry in the series rather than a spin-off and will be custom built for the console as opposed to a last-gen version of the game. While it's hard to draw too much from a commercial, the character models and the overall presentation look similar to the Xbox One and PS4 versions of FIFA 17 and presumably the follow-up too, although lighting and close-up detail are perhaps a little flatter. So... Overall, they're saying it looks close to the Xbox One and PS4 with a slight, you know, again, slight loss, which we expect. So that is really reassuring. And and for EA to come out there and say, we built this game custom for the Switch. We went out of our way and we built FIFA for Sony and Xbox. We, we, you know, FIFA's our huge thing that's that's one of of the most popular games across the world. And we built an additional (sighs) version, took our time and built an additional version for this Nintendo system. That is third party support. And FIFA, to to, FIFA, to have a Switch that's going to be global and you're going to have it all over, FIFA is going to be one of those games that will sell a shit ton of copies. So um, this is really good news. If you're not a soccer fan, it's okay. This is good third-party news. If they sell a ton of copies of FIFA, that very well may mean they'll roll out a Madden. They'll roll out uh, an MLB. They'll roll out uh, an NHL, which is awesome. Yep. So Uh, No MLB. Only 2K owns the rights to that. Really? They don't make a baseball game anymore? Nope. They can't, no. Yeah, that's, that's the show. The show is the show for is Sony only. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's right. Which is great news because Sony files a patent for what looks like a Switch ass handheld. Vita 2? So, Vita 2 has been circling around and. What's going on here? Let's let's just explain it. A patent was actually filed back in 2015, but it wasn't made public until this <coughs> past week. And it is a image of what looks like a switch screen with a DualShock broken, DualShock 4 broken in half and slapped on the sides. There's no indication that these controllers are removable, but it does look like a handheld you know, full-fledged controller built in, portable. Which makes me super excited because it's what I've wanted out of the Vita. It's just like, give me two, give me double triggers, give me real joysticks, and and let me have this, uh, a true portable, you know, powerful gaming console. So, uh, it looks like Sony is maybe taking cues from Nintendo as the PlayStation manufacturer has filed a patent for what looks like a new Switch-inspired handheld device. Uh, it was spotted on NeoGAF. Uh, the patent was filed back in 2015, like I said, but was only just recently published. While the controller pieces on the side look as though they may be detachable, um, from the images that we've seen, you can you can see them on our social media, Motor City Gaming, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But it uh, they, they say it may be detachable. They aren't expectedly shown as being removable from the device. Like Nintendo Switch, the device looks very much like a tablet with two controller halves on either side, but instead of Joy-Cons, the half controllers on either side of the device look like the handles on a DualShock 4. It's important to note that not all patents end up becoming products. Uh, Last year, Sony did file multiple patents for a glove controller that the company has yet to announce or discuss in any official capacity. 
We're we're all that's an original idea. Yeah, glove controller. Yeah, pretty cool. Whoa, come here, ball. Blah. Now you're playing with power. Glove ball. I think it was actually called glove ball. It was called glove. <laughs> I played a lot of glove ball as a kid. It was bad, but um. So I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's throw it out there. If this indeed <coughs> is something that pops up here in let's say the next year, and it's and it's on par with the Switch, if not maybe more powerful because Sony's you know maybe Sony's going to be putting trying to beat them out, trying to make it more of a PS4 level play on the handheld. What do you think, Jazzy? Or maybe Nintendo stole all of the Switch concepts from Sony. Think about it. Yeah, there's no way. They filed the, they filed the patent in 2015. The Switch would have been well into development by then. Yeah, was it? Was it well into development? It has then? to be. Do you need the psych? Oh. It was the NX for how long? Like we don't know what was going on there. Think about it. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get the Twilight Zone music for every time Jazzy throws a really dumb conspiracy. We go. Let's, let me try this. Let me try this again. Okay. Okay. You're, let me. I'm gonna put you in your place, though. Okay, Jazzy, you're, you're now the worst student in I'm, class I'm, again. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna get your mind right. You're a Sony fanboy. There's a new Killzone game coming out, but it could be exclusive for the PS Vita 2. <laughs> what do you think about this idea? Having the having the Switch in my hands and seeing the the capabilities, I had no problems with the actual unit and the hardware itself. So I think this is a great idea, especially with the concept and idea that if they l legit broke a DualShock Four and just slapped it on the side of a tablet to where I still have the like good hand grips and I still have the dual triggers, I still have the full size um, joysticks. This it would be great. I think this is a this is a sign. If if it does, let's just say, at this E three or the following E three, they announce it. I think it's a sign that the video game market is shifting. And and yes, we've seen tablets become real popular. Smartphones are in everybody's hands. So, but I think we're seeing dedicated gaming shifting into the concept of all right, people are at home less and less every day of their life. How can we make sure they still use our device? It needs to be portable. And with the technology that's here th today, they can do it. So I do think we're going to see something from Sony with this. I don't I don't yeah. think it, I don't think this is like Google Glass or or whatever their, whatever their glove controller yeah. was. I really think we're going to see something. And also people that like that want to sit there and be like glove controller, that sounds dumb. Yeah, but they have a VR headset. So who knows what the glove controller yeah. is? Like, what, can I can I now grab objects and actually <coughs> interact with things in the game? You know, that that could very well be what the glove controller is for. And I'm I'm gonna go back a little bit on what I said a few weeks ago in the fact that we were talking about this last weekend, you and I. And I think what Sony's gonna do is they're gonna wait and see how successful the Switch is to either tweak or decide whether they're gonna put something like this out, kind of like Nintendo's doing with VR. Like, hey, let's let these other big boys do VR, figure out how to master it, and then we'll put something out VR in the future. Like, I think it's Sony's way of just doing what Nintendo's doing with VR. Yeah, no, absolutely. But one thing, one, one thought that I have is 
I don't ever remember a gaming system that a company let straight up die. You can't walk into a store and very easily buy anything Vita related and then come out with a predecessor. Like the Wii, the Wii U died right around the time that they, you know, made the announcement of everything going on with the Switch. But the Vita has been pretty difficult to buy at retail for almost a year now. Here. Okay, that's a good point. I didn't think about overseas. <laughs> yeah, here it yeah. is dead for sure. They gave up on the uh, on, on the global <coughs> sales, but but it is still widely uh, used in Japan and Europe. Um, in Europe, but I think you do make a good point though. It, like it's hard for you to sit there and say, "Where's a system that the company clearly just dropped support on it in major markets to then follow up with a you know with a successor." And with, with we didn't see lapse. Virtual Boy 2 is all I'm saying, yeah. okay? You didn't see Virtual Boy 2. They let it die, and they moved on with something completely different. Like, what was the time gap between the Saturn dying and the Dreamcast coming out? Well, I mean, even then, though, a home, like there, it was quite different from a system, you know? like yeah. like That was a primary system. Yeah, it was a primary system. And, and actually, the those two didn't have much of a gap um, because Sega was trying to just move... Sega is, did what Nintendo is doing right now, which was like, "Oh shit, we gotta we gotta get our next thing out because this isn't gonna work," and um, you know, so it's kind of like that. The Saturn to the Dreamcast, but this is like blatantly like, okay, we fucked up on the Vita. People, it was too expensive at the at the time. People didn't like A, B, and C, and what it looks like they did, if 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 you you know from the patent itself is. They took all of that and they made the they made a device that should answer all those questions. Should make anybody that was upset about A, B, and C mm-hmm. or 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 the price point and be like, oh damn, I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna try a Vita two or you know. And here's my thing, I don't think it holds it, like we call it the Vita two because it's, what else we're we gonna call it right now? It will not be called anything with yeah. the word Vita in it. Nope, they are not. They are not that stupid. They will not go the Wii to the Wii U route. They they will be rebranded. Um, hell, put the PSP name back on it. It's it's a better idea than than bring anything out with the word Vita on it. But anyways, it's cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm a big Sony fan, and I like this idea of being able to take you know more intense gaming on the go with me. Doom Fist might not be the next Overwatch hero after all. So there's been a lot of rumors just starting to build the next next patch, the next updates coming, and number 24, Champion 24, is on the way. Everyone seemed to think it was Doomfist due to some coding that they found, and now Jeff Kaplan's coming out and saying it is not the case because we have multiple new heroes being worked on right now before stating that the 24th hero is not who you think it is. That is his words exactly. So, the rumors are right now, and the only name we have is The Greek, and it is a character that they've been working on that would uh, fit into the Elios map, um, which right now is the only map that doesn't have a current character tied to it in some sort of lore. Correct. So... I don't know anything about, uh, beyond that. I don't know anything. Uh, everyone knows Doomfist is the character that is 
everyone's you know praying for and hoping that Terry Crews will voice this character. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. Um, But what it's looking like right now is that our next character we're going to see, which could be relatively soon, uh, probably will not be Doomfist, and it very well could be the Greek. So, either way, I'm excited for more characters and and, uh, excited for Roadhog to get nerfed. How do you feel about the Greek? Why do you guys take a dig at me like that? (laughs) How do you feel about the Greek? I mean, I don't think that'll be the final name. Yeah, I guess if they actually name it the Greek, name him or her the Greek, I feel like that's just super soft. I mean, there's no other character in the game that's like that. That, that that's like that, just like broad, that just plain. You know, yeah. like ever. I think it's just a uh, a code name. So. Resident Evil 7 was the best-selling game of January 2017. Ooh. Congrats to Capcom. Oh, you I like finally did it. We have the spooky background on the stream. Um, I've been to this house. We do not want to be here right now. We should leave. All right. The Baker House. Uh, so the release of Resident Evil 7 helped push overall sale numbers up, the mo- up for the month 14% over last January of 2016. Um, however, hardware spending saw a 19% decline versus 2016. According to the NPD, the last time Capcom had a game come out at the top of the month was 2009's Resident Evil 5. So congrats. It's been, wow. a, it's been a while. You, um, but, but here you are, the top 10 games, Resident Evil 7 holding the number one over Infinite Warfare, Grand Theft Auto 5, Battlefield 1, NBA 2K17. Here's another surpriser. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final <laughs> Chapter Prologue. I did not expect to see that in the top 10. Game of the year. Madden, Game of the year. Madden NFL 17, Watch Dogs 2, Overwatch, and FIFA 17 rounding out the top 10. Uh, Jazzy, I, I'm sure you probably want to make a point here. No. There's a game that's not in the top ten. <clears throat> I know. Okay. I don't want to make that point. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Are so. you talking about Uncharted? No, Chris. What are you talking about? I don't know about Uncharted. Shit. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah. Duh. Talk about Resident Evil 7 being number one, man. Come on. This game's sweet, by the way. If, you, uh, if you're debating it because it's not traditional Resident Evil, they have done a great job with the first person. They've done a great job taking it back to survival horror. I highly recommend it. So, if you play it in VR, buy adult diapers. My it'll God, scare the shit out of you. I thought I, literally, yeah. it made me feel ill. I got I. Uh, yeah, it's fun, but in, in small doses. I can't. I can't keep playing it in VR. I play the whole thing in VR. I, that was I'm my game. I'm gonna attempt it. <laughs> that was my game plan until my first my first <laughs> run, and I was like, "Yeah, there's no way yeah. I'm playing this whole game in VR. There's just no way." Yeah. When well, you had a panic attack and then an asthma attack, you yeah. don't even have asthma. You had an asthma attack. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. All right, and then the last story I have for today is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy release date has been announced. Activision has announced. For the PlayStation 4, June 30th of this year. It's not that far away. So, for 40 bucks, you are going to receive Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, and Crash Bandicoot Warped. All remastered, uh, redone lighting and animations, newly recreated cinematics, and support for the PlayStation 4 Pro. 
Insane Trilogy will also save, uh, will also have new save and checkpoint systems, and improved bonus levels and time trials. The soundtrack has also been remastered. So, I uh, I'm, I actually am really excited for this because Crash Bandicoot was something I played uh, on the PS One back in the day, but I never really gave it enough time and. And it's a, it's one of those platformers that I feel like I would love to go back and give it a give it a real try. Yeah, my sister and I played a little bit of one, and then we got real real heavy into Crash Team Racing. Oh yeah. So we never played the other two, but I, <laughs> looking back, I thoroughly enjoyed one, and don't know why we we didn't finish. So I'm gonna get this, and then uh, I'm gonna take it over to my sister's house and s- play through all three of these games. Cool. Well, that's been the news. And you can read all of these articles on Facebook, Motor City Gaming. It's a social media platform. That's right. Make sure to join the GameZilla group on Facebook. It is a closed, <coughs> closed group, so make sure to request to join. And that is where we talk about video games every day of the week with our fans and um, hang out, talk about these types of news stories and anything else, set up raids, set up times to play games, and just have a good time. So... <sighs> That's some good news. There's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot in there. of good stories in there. It's re- it, it, I don't know about Ethan, but it's really getting down to the the nitty and gritty of the switch coming out. It's it, yeah. a, every day I get a little bit more like I I'm starting to lose it. I'm start I really want it now, right? Like for a while there, I was like, okay, it's coming. We're good. I got to play it in Texas. I'm okay. And now I'm like, every time I see a video or every time I see even news about something I don't care about, I'm like, oh my God, it's almost here. So I don't know what I was thinking working that day. I'm literally going <laughs> to I'm gonna pick this thing up on the way to work and then it's going to sit in front of me all oh, day at dumb. work and I'm going to be like, dumb. I'm going to have lunch. That's it. I'm going to have lunch, which everyone will be huddled around me. I'll be like, seriously, guys, like, let me just have a moment with this thing in the bathroom with all my clothes off, and then we can, uh, you know, share. Fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> coming into this week, <clears throat> I knew a lot of the news was going to be Switch-heavy because that's just kind of how it played out this week. And I was like, man, it's like, I just I just want to be here. Everything is so Switch-related, and I'm kind of like, I'm done talking about the Switch. So something else come out. Let's talk about something else. And then going into these news stories that we did today about the Switch, I was actually really excited to do them because it's something different, something new, some answers that, like, (laughs) are they real answers? No, but the possibility and, you know, some of the details are highlighted here, so this is what you're probably looking at. Basically, what you're saying is you're not BMC sitting inside of our Discord channel regurgitating the same damn articles about the shit that we don't know. Newsflash. We know that we don't know, okay? We get it. We're not happy about it either, but no one has the answers, so let's just wait it out because that's all we can do. Oh, there's a lot of smart moves. Like, obviously, uh, as as I've said in the recent past, not a super big fan of the Zelda series, but I was super excited to to read the article stating that they're going to take the 2D Zelda and actually continue to allow them to do 2D Zelda. Smart move, Nintendo. Like, I know there's a lot of studios out there that's like, okay, you know what? The, this platform's not going to work anymore. Now that you guys are, are comfortable making this type of game, no, you need to go make this type of game. And then it just fails. Like, 
Yeah, but finding a way for that studio to continue creating what they're good at creating is a very smart move. Yeah, this also gives us real good hope that uh, we might get a 2D Metroid game. Happy Metroid Monday! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I love that. <laughs> oh my god, I get a hard on every time it's I hear so it. So good. Okay, well, I think it's time for some emails. Good move. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at motorcitygaming.com. Okay, Jassy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. That's right, you write them, we read them, and we did not get hacked because our firewall is up, so suck on it, Legend of Retro. Eh, maybe. <laughs> There's still time, oh crap. <laughs> Send them into Motor City Gaming, info at MotorCityGaming.com, or post them in the GameZilla group, and if you are lucky enough to be chosen by myself, Twin Titan number one, or this handsome fine gentleman number sitting four. to my left <laughs> twin titan number four <laughs> you could have it read, read live on the cast our first question comes from the glitch hello gentlemen when streaming live on twitch which game usually gets the most views the glitch uh none of them because no one watches us on twitch Truth. <laughs> I think that's a question for Cable. Why yeah. What do you What do you got, Cable? Cable. I would say the most watched game was the Uncharted run. Uncharted playthrough. Ooh. Let's play the run through. Yep. Uh, from one to four. False. Yeah. I had seventy people watch me play Ori in the Blind Forest. That's true. But that, that was a fluke because it never happened again. But I did have it once. He says, when streaming live on Twitch, which game usually gets the most views? He didn't say us. So the actual answer is Faker from League of Legends. <laughs> he owns, yeah, he does own the record. You're right. Which would be... 200 and what, 57,000? Yep, he was streaming today. He got 91,000 in his channel. 91,000. My silly. God. Man. Can't understand one... Lick of English that he, or words that he's saying, but people are all in. Yeah, they don't care. We do know that the glitch is heavy into retro video games, and they are making a, a large appearance on Twitch. So you're seeing a lot of people get uh, some views for pretty much any retro video game that I see on there. So if you're thinking about going into streaming glitch, do it. Yeah, retro is retro's hot. Do yeah, it, do it. Thank you for the question. Next question, Danny. Danny here from the Nether Realm. Oh, that was perfect timing. I liked it. Is that what I do? <laughs> Given everything that came out the last two months and will come out in the next two, I need to make choices. That, if I were to spend some time away from the wife and kid, what do I get? Ya <laughs> Yakuza? Nice job! I know, nice right? Job. I, I, had to, I knew it. I thought he was gonna fuck that. I left it. I know. I left it. I, I was know. like, he's gonna was, fuck that up for sure. I was like, yep. I was so I. That's why I took the the pause there because I was like, I gotta get this Good one job. more. Good <laughs> job. It's in a book. I'm reading a, rainbow. Listen, this guy. This guy wins a gold trophy, and all of a sudden he can he can function like a human right. being. Yakuza Zero. Is that correct? Is it Yakuza yeah. Zero? Yeah. Neo, Resident Evil 7, without the VR experience, though, Horizon, or Zelda, there can only be one, maybe two. 
what do we pick out of that list? Well, Zelda, if you're getting a Switch, then Zelda's got to be one. What if he has a Wii U? I guess Zelda could be yeah, one but if he I has think a Wii he, U. I, uh, I don't know. That's Is tough. he getting the Switch or not? If you're getting the Switch, Zelda's a definite must. Yeah, he does have a Wii U, you're right. Zelda's still a must, I think, if you're if you're into Zelda. But uh, Horizon... And if you're not, you're a fool. Yeah, I mean, if you're not, then you're just called Jazzy. But, um... A champion. <laughs> oh, God. The, <laughs> the luckiest champion ever! Still a champion. <laughs> um... Horizon's obviously a super good option. Resident Evil 7, it, like I said, it's good. If you're a horror survival fan, then yeah, the VR aspect, if you have a VR, is probably the coolest VR experience that's out there right now for the PlayStation VR. But um, it's not something that I think you're going to play the entire game with. So it's more of like a experience and then, uh, you know, moving on, playing the game regularly. But... Um, I don't know what. Um, what do you think, Jaggy? It's it's hard to say. Um, if you if you're a big Zelda fan, I would have to put Zelda on top of this list. For me, it's going to be Horizon Zero Dawn personally, just because I'm super pumped about this game. I think it's going to be in contention for the game of the year. However, in getting to play a little bit and then you know sharing experiences and watching Grim a little bit. If you're a big fan of Resident Evil, the series, Resident Evil 7 is well done. It's bringing that game back to what you really liked back when it was not whatever the last two were that they created. Hey, Resident Evil 5 was good. Yeah. Resident Evil 5, 5 was not good. Resident Evil 5 was good. Resident Evil 5 <laughs> was an arcade shooter. It was not a Resident Evil game. I loved it. I loved it for the co-op. I loved it for the co-op. Chops and my friendship was born because of Resident Evil 5, but Chops and I can both sit there as Resident Evil fans and tell you it is not a good Resident Evil yeah. game. It, it's it's not. It's it's an arcade shooter. Resident Evil 4 is where Resident Evil died, and now we are just getting back on track with 7 really feeling like that true survival mm -hmm. horror. See, a lot of people say Resident Evil 4 was the best Resident Evil game. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, but what about Revelations? On the Resident, 3DS. Resident Evil 4 was uh, great. You're right, Chris. You're right, Cable. Um, Deadite, you never, you never, you know what? You never seem to disapp disappoint me. I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. You mean I never cease to disappoint you, right? Is that what uh, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. constantly am a disappointment. Uh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> when it comes to your game selections, yes, and everything else in your life. Minus your wife. You did a good job there. Thank you. Yeah. That's the only thing I will accept <laughs> that's, that's doing it. right in my life yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can put down or shadow the fact that Neo has gotten great reviews. We enjoyed the little bit of early access that we got with it, and it's difficult. Like, if you ne want a game that's going to challenge you. I've also been watching some Neo playthroughs, and, you know, we only got a limited time with it early game, and it looks like mid to late game, it. it does look really cool um, and I have heard that it is extremely hard some people want to sit there and say it's harder than Dark Souls harder than Bloodborne mm -hmm. um, not harder than Battleborn I would say it's not I think Dark Souls is way harder than Neo 
I see. This is the thing, though. We haven't played the parts where these people are saying. I've it, seen like the tougher yeah. parts through streamers. Like one of the streamers I follow, he pretty much beat it without using block. He just dodged everything. Yeah, but everyone they've done that with Bloodborne and they've done that with Dark Souls. Yeah. So you get the right guy, and I, hell, there's a dude that that beat that Bloodborne beat. naked. That's true. Well, he yeah. glitched his way to beat it. Naked. That's true. He did glitch. That's true. That's true. There was a guy that beat Final Fantasy 15 without leveling his character, so he was level <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Get out of like here, he, man! He like, insane. <laughs> Anyways, oh. and he took him what eight hours to do it. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I guess your best option is uh, pick the side of a dice for each of those, roll a dice, and then go with that because they're Here's all pretty option. good options. <laughs> Buy them all, <laughs> or just, just go broke. Yeah. Or here, here you ha you buy one for you, one for your wife, and one for your kids, so you're getting three. Mmm, clever. There you go. Problem solved. Thank you for the question, Danny. Next question comes from Press Start Frank. It's 2017. Oh, it's 2017, a big year for the console and portable community as Nintendo releases their knight in shining armor, the Switch. But who do I intend on saving up my pretty coins to give to... But I do not intend to save up my pretty coins to give to the Mushroom Kingdom. I fork it over to a shady guy I met on up on OfferUp for a PlayStation Mother Cluckin' Vita. The price was good... A little bit late, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> the price was too good to pass up, $50. <laughs> so I took the bait, nice. and now I'm left with an epic JRPG machine. The problem is, I'm not into J the JRPG scene. My question is, if you can pick one non-JRPG game that you can play on the Vita for the rest of your life, which game do you choose and why? Thanks for the awesome content, guys, and happy Metroid Monday! Yeah! Press start, Frank. My new favorite fan. I love it. <laughs> uh, um, I would like oh. to ask you at this time, Frank, please do not encourage Grim. <laughs> <laughs> but do it. All right. So a non-JRPG game for the Vita, and I have to play it for the rest of my life. Right. Basically, I'm super gluing this bitch into the slot, and I yep. can't do anything else. This is actually a hard question Ooh, for me because a boy. lot of the games that I could see myself playing continually for the rest of my life are JRPGs because <laughs> there's Man. so many good JRPGs on the Vita. I'm just thinking here. I would have to go with... Oh, it's so tough. I have to pick one. It's got to be Axiom Verge. I knew you were going to say Axiom got, Verge It's got to be closest thing to Metroid. No, I mean it is. It's very Metroid, but I but I it's such a good game. Like if it's Metroid awesome. didn't exist, I still would like this game. It's an awesome it's game. It's a very cool Absolutely. game. It has mechanics that do not exist in any other Metroidvania, you know, style. Um I love the whole like shooting out a little like drone spider and then like you you like put your, you know, yourself into it and then you can crawl around and and explore the world in different ways than you can as your normal character. Like there's there's so much cool stuff. The soundtrack's so cool. So I just I never get sick of it. And even like I said, I put a lot of hours into it, wiped it, started playing it again, and I'm enjoying it just as much as the first playthrough. So um, I'm gonna go with Axiom Verge. For me. <sighs> 
I feel like if I had it for the rest of my life, I probably would get burnt out on it at some point, but it would last a long time. It'd be Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah, because being able to play through that, you get different characters that you can go back and play through the levels, trying to beat them with a, a different character who has different type of moves that you can do. Plus, you have to get all the, what is it, little keys or, um, what do you collect? To bandages. Get? Bandages, yep, yeah, to get the little bandages. So, they would definitely be able to put a lot of time into Super Meat Boy. Very well done. Love the style and the, and the puzzle builds of Super Meat Boy. However, I feel like once I did complete every level with all of the different characters and their and their stuff, I might get a little burnt out on it. Hmm. It'd take a while, though. Yeah. What about you, Deadite? Now, I own a PlayStation TV, the poor man's Vita, and I actually was going to say both of the games that you guys already said. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, Axiom Verge. I love Axiom Verge, and then. Of course, Grim goes Axie Verge. I was like, all right, Meat Boy's always good, and Jazzy goes Meat Boy. Uh, so I'm actually going to go a really obvious route for me because I know I could play it forever, and uh, that's Mortal Kombat, the Vita version. Oh, okay, um, yep. they ported, MK9. Yeah, MK9. They have it on Vita, and uh, I, I know for sure that that is a game that, for me, I could play forever and never get bored of. And that, that's one of the reasons fighting games appeal to me, learning the new characters. Um, it just feels like you can get a, a lo lot of gameplay and a lot of use out of it. And it's quick pick up and play like handheld should be. So, I will say this as well. Press start, Frank. If you have the <laughs> uh, free game of the month for Vita, make sure you're getting that on your Vita each month because they do a great job of putting some awesome Vita games out free each month. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question. Can you can you choose remote play and use whatever game in your system that? Chris, you're gonna need to speak up. So, can we use the remote play? Is that a way? Can we? If you could, what game are you gonna yeah. play? Whatever's in my system. Uh, that's a right. No, I think that's a cop out answer. Just it, saying, it is, play. it is a cop out. But but what he's doing is he's taking two devices and and fucking both devices by only being able to play one thing, which means whatever. Well, no, he said whatever the Vita is. So whatever's in my console is different. No, We're getting caught up in a technicality that doesn't have I'm really playing, anything to do with the question. I'm playing this technicality. It's interesting. It's not All, that interesting. Listen, <laughs> we do this with Chop's question every fucking time he sends them in. You can do that. But the disc that you put in your P that you put into your PS4, it never can be removed. What is it? Oh shit! About to say right now, it'd be Overwatch. Okay. That's a JRPG. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right. Um, so we have a couple extra questions here that we want to uh, want to hit because in our Discord we have a Gamezilla live chat that is available to our patrons on Patreon. So, if you're looking to support GameZilla, support the Motor City Gaming crew, head on over to Patreon.com, search for the GameZilla podcast, and you you too can become a patron, uh, and get access to this Discord, early access to podcasts, and even be entered to win some video games. So, thank you to everyone that's joined Patreon. We have a couple questions. First one is from EA Spuds. And he wants to ask, there were reveals of the Switch game, physical game case, and cartridge. A lot of people have mixed reactions with how there are too many open spaces and a waste of plastic. Also, no manual. 
Back in the day, manuals were a must-read Bible before or after playing the game. A great to look at and a necessary item for a game to be complete. Today, manuals are all digital and no one and nowhere to be seen physically. What are your thoughts on today's trend of not making manuals or anything extra? Do you think manuals should come back? And also, what do you think of the Switch case design? All right. From, oh, sorry. From your mini booklet bookworm, Spuds. So... First of all, I noticed that the extra space and the pla- and, and this the waste of waste of plastic. The design seems really odd. I I don't know, you know. What do you mean by waste of plastic? Um, there's really nothing behind it. It's just making the cartridge bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it, okay. I'm with, now I'm tracking with you. I thought you meant like the design. I'm now I'm with you. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't care if if, if my game plays, then I'm good, right? Like I'm not I'm not a huge uh, I don't have an issue with it. Um, but the manual thing is what I really want to get into. I I can't, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I um I bought Fates, right? The uh, Extelia, yep. and I opened it up, and and you know it comes in the the special edition, but the the game case is normal inside, and I opened that up, and inside of it was a full color, twenty five page manual. And I was like, I actually joked with Brick Bitch. I was like, um, what is this? I've never seen one of these things. Right. What, what do I do with this? Does this go in my system? Is this the game? Like, yeah. I, I, I was super happy, and I love, I love manuals. I love especially when they, when there's a lot of like artwork within them. Some of, you know, some of the, um, some of the manuals have some of the coolest covers and everything like that. So I yeah. would love to see them come back. I mean, it's not surprising in this day and age that you open it up and you have a one sheet of paper that's like an advertisement, and that's all that's in there besides your disc. I, you know, I yes, that's the way we're going. But I think a lot of these companies that are doing like indie games, or they're doing like collector's editions, or they're or they're trying to be artsy, they always they always put in a manual. Now it feels like that that extra piece, that like vin- right. that vintage feel. And um, so I, I always appreciate it when I do come across a game that does include something like that. They're, they should have this stuff. I don't understand, like, okay, technological, but when it comes down to it, somebody's complaining about how they're wasting trees or they're wasting plastic and these are valuable resources. And give me my cartridge. Give me my manual. There's plenty of games where I'll go, I'll go play them, and I'm like, man, I really like this game, and I'll go pick up the game guide just because it, you know, has a lot of cool pictures or maps or something in there that you know. I do I t- use the game guide that much? No, probably not. I have a 270-page Zelda art book showing up tomorrow because it looked cool. Yeah. Like I like adding those things to my collection. The Overwatch art book is cool. Yeah, exactly. And you want to know what? When I go to the Home Depot and I buy something from the self-scan checkout, it asks if I want an emailed receipt, and I hit no. So take that, you tree-hugging bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Go on. What do you have to say about this before I start complaining about the tree huggers again? Because this is all bullshit. Give me my manual. One, readings for nerds, so you guys are wasting time <laughs> with your little booklets. Uh, two... How many booklets do you have in your complete box bullshit over there in your little game room? Dozens and dozens and dozens. Exactly. My Burn po- them all. My point was going to be... Give them to me. My point was going to be... The point's invalid. That's Brayden. Say Brayden. Brayden is Brayden. <laughs> uh, 
when a when a booklet is done well, and maybe like like the Zelda book, it has a little like prologue and a little bit of story added to it, or it has. Uh, interesting artwork in it that makes you want to flip through it and helps you get immersed in the game great how many times do you open a booklet it's just the basic controls and then a bunch and then like the other half's in french and you don't really care um so when it's done, done when it's done as an as an additive to and done in a compelling way that you know makes it feel like it's worth having then yeah great yeah. but companies have got so lazy with it it's just garbage in the book anyway so you don't need it well, a lot of times you get like a black and white four-page booklet that you, that was just like you said, trash. Yeah, it's like but. a it's like a legal disclaimer that you can't like pirate it, yeah. and you know you you don't have the pictures, you don't have the story, you don't have like you know again. I always the two booklets I think of the most are the Zelda booklet and the original Pokemon booklet. Like in the original Zelda booklet, it tells you about the enemies. Well, you even know, came it, with like that secret booklet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you had the manual, and then you had a separate little booklet that was like, like tips, but it was sealed. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It was, enemies it was, and cool. Like that. It and was unique. The first time playing through Pokemon, you have some actual information in the the manual, and you don't you don't get that with games anymore because the developers aren't going to put that effort into it. That's now a premium thing because they didn't have collector's editions back then. So now the only way to get a booklet with your crap is to buy to pay an extra forty dollars to get the collector's edition. So. <laughs> Quit being lazy. Give us a damn book. Even if I'm not going to read it, I want it. So yeah. suck it. Maybe it's just easier for me, but like when I was playing The Witcher, you could go into a, a side tab and look up like all the different types of enemies and like what they're weak against or what they're strong against and stuff like that. But I, every time, just had my, my guide that was on my ottoman in front of me, and I much rather would just flip through and then okay here's this enemy this is what he looks like okay here's what i could do like it's just easier for me to go to the book than it was another screen in the game i don't know why the only time i ever recalled using in-game information like that was metroid prime because you have yeah. to scan the enemies yeah. and then if i come back an enemy i haven't seen in a while i could go in like it would say like oh aim for their left leg cuz that's their weakness but like, it was it built you, into the, it was built as a mechanic in the game yeah. right. and i think this is where i don't like the digital manual if it's not like metroid I, prime i never use a digital because manual. it pull, like even though you have to stop the game and look at a manual maybe right I feel like a digital manual pulls you out of uh, the experience of the game in a way that the physical doesn't. Because and I and I, it's kind of silly when I when I say it out loud, but it does. It, it affects me differently. I don't like pausing my game to try to read something digitally to then unpause it and go back to the game. I would rather just you know look at a book. I agree completely, especially and now I'm, that I play games that you can't like. I'm a big player of games that you can't pause. Like true, true. League of Legends, you don't pause. Like you, you have to sit at base, and then everybody, you know, says that you've got Down syndrome and you're <laughs> you should kill yourself, and because you had yeah. to go run to the bathroom. Like yeah. you, I just play games that you can't pause. So now I find myself when I pause in any other game that has the function, I feel like man. I'm getting taken out of the game. <laughs> Jazzy's been so abused in League of Legends <laughs> that he's that every game he can't he fiz, he literally cannot pause because he just feels bad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he doesn't pause <laughs> any do. games. So, and and I I want to you know ex, put an explanation point on my my point. Uh, real quick, can in the in the four of us in the room raise your hand if you've ever looked up any of the online story crap for Destiny. 
I thinking. don't think I have. Okay, so I have. maybe Jazzy. I have. How great would it be if there was a 20-page booklet in your Destiny game that explained a little bit about each race of character, gave you a, just the basic story about the Traveler, anything about something that, again, similar to Zelda, it's an exp you know, back in the day that was a really huge, expansive world. Give us a little bit of the lore right there in a booklet in the game instead of making me go to your website that I've never done, and I love Destiny, and I've never done that because I don't care. I think so they wait, did, did a you raise job. your hand in the sense of an example? You actually <laughs> haven't done it. Oh, no. I, yeah, I was raising like to get you know like a show. I was so you I was playing teacher that so time. So you're with me. Yeah, I've yeah, never we've done never. It. Yeah, I've, I've gone there once. Okay, I didn't even know it existed until the yeah. second DLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say this: like having gone there, and I only went there once, so maybe I didn't put enough time in. But everything that I seen the one time I went there is something that they could have just put in the game. I think Destiny went wrong with trying to have you earn lore and then go see what that lore was somewhere else. Like, that was a horrible idea. It would have been a way better idea to create a book that kind of told you the story of Destiny that you could have as a game guide, you know, could could have put, like, the different classes in there, the different subclasses they have. They could have made a really nice-looking guide. By the way, um, Patreon supporter 5 Mile Rick says that he raised his hand because he knows all of the lore. Of course he does. All right. I want to um, give a little bit of support or a little bit of... Oh, wow. I can't talk right now. Anyways, BMC's chiming in, and he has a question for us. So Ooh. we did talk about it a little bit, and I just want to cover this in a different way because he asked an interesting question. So he's asking about the Sony response to the Switch with the patent that came out Saturday about the new PS Vita-type device. He says, do you think Sony silently released this to try to gauge customers' interest or just to try to steal some of Nintendo's Switch glory? Uh, never been a portable gamer, but I will be closely watching the Switch launch and might have to take up the, take the plunge or maybe a discounted Vita. Thanks, fellas. Fan of the show and fan of RPGs. Happy Metroid Monday, Horizon Zero Dawn! BMC. Alright. Um, I think they're gauging. I mean, they're not trying to take anything from Nintendo. Like, no. Sony's dominating this generation right now. They're just they're just doing their thing. And if they feel like maybe this is the direction that the the gaming market's turning, they're gonna throw something out there and and gauge how uh, the responses that they get and the interest. So I think it's more of a gauge move. I think that I, I agree with you. I think it's a gauge move. I think that the amount of people that are going to to purchase and and follow the switch is going to be the gauge. I don't think that them releasing the, this patent that they've had since 2015 now is anything to do with the gauge aside from just a smart timed ploy. Like, hey, here's when the switch is coming out. Oh, wait, Sony could have something like this in the future. Just a heads up. Then the switch drops and they're going to gauge what people's interest is in it at that point. That was a lot of gauge. 20 gauge, like a shotgun. You want to throw some brick and mortar in there, too? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been nice to you all night. I had to go yeah. poke the bear somehow. Yep. I've listened to the shows where I've said a lot of stuff in the past, and I will, can, and I could say this, and 
and Ebone, you can go back and and figure this out. I won't. Okay. Every time that I said something that it, too much toward the point where you guys give me a hard time about it after the show, you have said it one more time at least after that. So I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to use the word gauge before this is over. So let's gauge how these questions <laughs> went. Told you. <laughs> All right, well, uh. thanks for the questions from BMC and EA Spuds. Supporters on Patreon, they are in the GameZilla Live Discord chat. You can join them every Monday by heading over to Patreon and supporting the GameZilla podcast. So, with that, uh, that about wraps up your questions, right? You got anything left? No, that's all I got for this week. Okay. I've had some great questions. All right, well... This has been episode 145 of the GameZilla podcast, and we want to thank our sponsor, DetroitBeerCollective.com, the greatest place in the entire world to buy beard care products. Go there now. Buy beard care products now. Beard shampoo, beard elixir, beard butter, beard combs, and more. DetroitBeerCollective.com, and use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders of $25 or more. Did you catch my wink at the end of that click? No, I just I laugh every time you you switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hanging out with us today. We uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and of course MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. You can hang out with us at on Twitch every Monday night, and the show airs everywhere else Tuesdays. We want to uh, announce that this Thursday we will be recording our first GameZilla Alpha episode. Normal normal release days will be Sundays. You'll be able to hop on and listen in all the great places, uh, like we said, iTunes and, and everywhere else on Sundays. But for all of our patrons, you will get early access uh, on Thursday night so you can listen to the show then. But uh, this will be the first uh, first ever GameZilla Alpha. We're getting it rolling this week. So really excited to bring that to you. What and else is happening on Thursday? Is it this Thursday? It is this Thursday, It is this Thursday. It? It's just upon us. This Thursday, um, nothing. Nothing happens. Yep, nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to listen to, nothing to enjoy. But it is simple as this. The Legend of Retro is back. They hacked us last week. The legend Gage, gauging by Jazzy's excitement. <laughs> the more important thing here is Horizon Zero Dawn will be coming out. So, you know, prepare yourself for that. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Retro. It is a, a very listenable retro video gaming podcast hosted by Xander and Chops, releasing episodes Thursdays at MotorCityGaming.com and then everywhere else that we mentioned, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. But most importantly, season two, they are going once a week. You're not going to have a week in between. You're going to have to wait for your Legend of Retro fix. You're going to start getting it weekly at MotorCityGaming.com. That's a website. Yeah, so pretty exciting if you're into the retro scene. They are coming back, and Xander and Chops have some uh, some pretty exciting uh, episodes coming up. So make sure to keep an eye out for all of that at MotorCityGaming.com. Anything else we need to talk about? I want to thank the glitch one more time for the uh, retro yeah. tournament that he threw. That was uh, that was awesome. Super fun. Thank you so much. 
Cool. I had a blast. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We're going to be moving into our post show every week. So, again, if you are listening to this on iTunes or anywhere else, head on over Mondays and hang out with us on Twitch so you can chill after the show. But until next week, guys, game, game on! on! I get it again? Yes! Metroid, Metroid, Metroid! Listen, everybody that is still listening, every week, Grimlock, in the intro, you couldn't see him before, but you can see him now if you watch him live. Whenever it says Grimlock in the intro, he gives this big thumbs up, cheers for himself, and then when it says and Jazzy, he like thumbed downs over my head, but he's never won a retro <laughs> gaming tournament. Let oh the record show. man, I'm not I'm not gonna live this one down. <laughs> not gonna live this one down.